Welcome to Mom Fashions, an honest discussion about the beauty and burden of motherhood. I'm Emily. And I'm Beth. And we hope these next few minutes encourage, inspire, and remind you that we are all in this together. This is Mom Fashions, a Fort Worth Moms production. Episode 58, The Problem with Pets. Episode 58, All of the Pets. All right, Mom Fashions listeners, we are talking today about something that is so exciting and near and dear to my heart, and Emily is scoffing at me. I am, even yeah. as you start this sentence. Rude. Go Rude. ahead, finish it. <laughs> we are talking about pets. Yay! And I love them. Mm-hmm. And Emily, I'm assuming you have different feelings. I know. that's what We gave it two different titles because we couldn't agree. Mm-hmm. Your version, all the pets, and my version, the problem with pets. And I feel <laughs> like this is going to generate a fair amount of hate mail in my direction from all of the pet lovers out there. I mean, funny enough, I we, we have a pet. Mm-hmm. But I am, I was no pet policy for a while and I'm just a one pet policy now and your pet is kind of an accidental pet, right. right it wasn't even mm-hmm. a pet I chose but the pet chose me and so here we are you know I grew up with pets I had a lot mm-hmm. of pets actually animals were I mean I had an animal my entire life you know yeah. it was sometimes several yeah and I do like pets I like Dogs and cats, I will say I do prefer cats over dogs. I'm a cat lady. Mm, More hate mail coming your way. Oh, no. There are a lot of cat lovers out there Mm, who will understand mm -hmm. understand my position on this. I'm not against dogs. I do like dogs. But when I became a parent, it's just... just, I don't want another living thing to have to take care of. I'm just going to throw it out there. And... I feel like in our family situation, I would be the one that has to care for it the most. I mean, I have proof of that because we do have one cat. And, I mean, I am her person. You know, cats Mm -hmm. pick people, and I am hers. Like, I take care of her and and all those things. But It's kind of the unwritten rule of motherhood, too, though, right, is if your children beg you for a pet— and they get one insisting that they will take care of it. Oh, it doesn't never work. You're going to take care of it, you know? Even if it's your husband uh who is like, please, please, let's get a dog. I mean, in reality, you're going to take care of it. Nine times out of ten. Yeah. 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 That's really what it boils down to. It's not Mm -hmm. that I dislike animals. It's just that when I was younger, I got to be the kid with the pet, and I just got to play with them and enjoy them. But now I have to be the responsible party, you know, veterinarian bills and buying the food, mm-hmm. making sure they have the attention that they need. <laughs> you know, like, but you know, are they groomed? Like, what do you do when you go on vacation? You know. Yeah. So I am actually being a responsible pet owner in the sense of knowing that I don't have that margin to add more. Yes. So there, all the hate mail, listen to that soundbite. <laughs> no, I think that's I think that's wise, very wise. I wonder before you had kids, 
when you were in like the, you know, married, no kids zone or single zone, did you have any pets or any desire for a pet? Oh, I didn't. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I mean, it was kind of for the same reasons, you know, I mean, I obviously had more margin then, but I think it just wasn't how I wanted to spend my margin, you know. Mm -hmm. Now, I, like you, I grew up and we had lots of pets. It was just a thing that we always had pets. In high school, I got a kitten from my best friend, and um, she was awful. I adored her. She was my cat. I was her person, but she would attack my siblings, and Mm -hmm. my mom just wasn't having it, and one day she just... Disappeared. disappeared. <laughs> uh, my mom was, insists that she had nothing to do with it, but I still don't believe right. her. So. You feel like something's a little <laughs> suspicious. Yes. So, but that was really kind of like I remember having, you know, guinea pigs as a young kid and and uh, various pets, but never really had like a like felt like oh I just love them I gotta have them you know. And mm-hmm. so when I went away to college and we didn't have pets, I remember. Um, one of my apartment mates brought home a stray cat, and we named him, I think it was Stinky Tompkin, or I don't know. But he smelled, and none of us liked him, and we didn't want him around. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, you know, I really kind of was adverse to any kind of pet um, once I was out of my house. I am stunned mm-hmm. and shocked right mm-hmm. now because this is not the story I expected. <laughs> I mean, I think it's a redemption story oh, is what okay. it is. Maybe. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. So didn't I didn't care for pets. I got married, didn't care for it. Joe had a family husky, just a huge, big dog. Um, so when we would go to his parents' house, I remember she would, like, lick my arm and stuff, and I would just be so... <laughs> but I down. but I was, like, trying to get in good with his family, right. so I would just be like, get, get, <laughs> you know, like, and then be like, ah! That's so <laughs> like, funny! Just <laughs> so just really did not, did not like pets. At some point, I did um, talk Joe into adopting a cat for me because he was he was driving a long way to work, and I was still doing college, and so I had classes, and, and I just had a lot of, like, alone in-between time, mm-hmm. and so it was more of, like, a therapeutic thing, which is, I think, my journey into pets has been very therapy-driven. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't know what feelings people have about that, but bring them. And then he talked me into getting a puppy, which I was not excited about at all because I was the one caring for it and potty training and all of that. Yeah, and puppies are no, no joke. They are. It's like having a newborn. Mm-hmm. The only difference is you can leave it in a cage. Like, that's it. Oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I said that. Um, oh, so but funny. really, like, you have, to, you have to have it on a schedule. If you really want it potty trained, you're going to have to do every two hours through the right. night for a while. I mean, it's, it's no joke. Anyways, a few years down the line, the, that dog got injured, and I was in a tough place with my work where they were cutting my hours. And so because they were cutting my hours, they were like, oh, your dog's injured? Sure, take a sick day. And so I remember staying home and like kind of just 
nursing that dog back to health and it being bonding and beneficial for both of us, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, for me, emotionally, for the dog, obviously, it stayed alive. So, you know. It was a win-win. Yeah. But ever since then, it's been like this need that I have. Like, I need to have a pet or honestly, a lot of pets at this point yeah. <laughs> around. And it very much is just, I love it. I think it's so good for my kids. They're learning a little bit of responsibility. I would love to say it's more than that, but it's a little bit. But I think it's good for them just to feel comfortable around different animals. I think it's grown some areas where they've learned things that they like and are interested in nature. And right. and I just have a, a heart for all things, you know, creature. Yeah. I just really enjoy it. I enjoy having them around. And now we have... Um, yeah, let's hear the roll call. Let's yeah, hear uh-huh. so, Dr. Doolittle yes, about your animals. Yes. The uh, Ferreira Zoo, as we like to call it, is three dogs, one extra large, one medium, one small. Okay. All free from Craigslist, uh, which is not always the best choice, but we've, we've gotten lucky. One cat that... I'm indifferent about, but my daughter is obsessed with cats, and my husband, who is allergic to cats, loves my daughter and wanted her to have one. So he uh, he was the initiator of that. And then last year, like half of the world's population, we got backyard chickens mm-hmm. and have gone from three to now five, um, and they are pet, not poultry. I think you need to expand on that a little mm-hmm. bit because mm-hmm. they're not... Like, this is not the backyard chicken situation that all of you are considering. <laughs> when she says they are pets, let's yes. talk about how, mm-hmm. like, what's your interactions like with your chickens, <laughs> Beth? Uh, so early on, I spent a lot of time out on the back patio with them, and they they are very—chickens are surprisingly friendly. If you haven't been around them, they're they're friendly. They will I do find that surprising. You. Yes, yes. Uh, birds used to freak me out, but chickens are they are like cuddly velociraptors. They're fantastic without the biting if you get the right kind. Okay. <laughs> so they, I mean, they'll sit on my lap. Um, they would sit on my shoulders. I have pictures of them mm-hmm. just hanging out. They'll sit on my head. And at this point in my life. I'm fine with all of it. I will say that they have all spent time living indoors, and by indoors I mean in my home. Um, During the freeze last year, we set up a kid's tent in the Mm -hmm. kitchen, and our chickens lived in the kitchen until it got you know, uh, livable outside again. <laughs> Did you serve chicken for dinner at any now point? that has been a, a point of um, sadness. Yeah. When chickens are little, you have to keep them in a certain temperature range. So they mm-hmm. lived in a big box kind of in our entryway for a while. And our dining room faces the entryway. And I remember the first time I made chicken thighs with bone in still, mm-hmm. My daughter reduced to tears because she's looking at the chicken on her plate and looking at the chickens behind her and putting together what's happening. Oh, yeah. So we've become a little more sensitive to that. Yeah. Um, my, I regularly 
turn around from whatever I'm doing in my house. And my middle child especially will just have an armful of chickens mm-hmm. and just be standing, you know, in yeah. the kitchen or sitting on the yeah. couch watching TV. And So the, the chickens are not only comfortable with you, but they're comfortable with your entire family. Like the kids yeah. don't scare them or anything like that. No, not at all. They, um, Our dogs do fairly well. We have one who is a puppy and she... You know, she'll if left alone with them, she will hurt them. She will hurt them. Too aggressive. Yeah. 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 She just plays rough with them. She pulls their feathers out, which is not cool. Yeah, but they're comfortable with the whole family. They I mean How, how does the cat feel about chicken? So our cat feels very poorly towards most things. As cats, as cats do. sometimes <laughs> do, yeah. So he really primarily resi- resides upstairs. Okay. And uh, doesn't come down a whole lot. He's not aggressive, but he's a loner. Yeah. So Temperamental. Yeah. That's and the then, cat way. And then we do have a betta fish. It kind of gets forgotten about. It's up there somewhere. Poor it's, I know. somewhere. Has it been fed? <laughs> it's, well, it's in my daughter's room, so I'm assuming she feeds it. They're resilient. They are, though. yeah. Are you ready for fall temperatures, pumpkin spice lattes, apple bobbing, and sweaters? We sure are. Visit fwmoms.com to check out the guide to fall activities, fall events, farms, and mazes, and pumpkin patches in North Texas. And I will tell this one story. So she still doesn't know this, and luckily she doesn't listen to podcasts, but when we moved, my daughter was three, and we told her when we got in our new house that she could get a betta fish. Mm-hmm. So she picked out this beautiful red betta fish. We had it for several months, and then I remember one night, um, she named it Tortuga, by the way. Okay. Tortuga. Wild Kratz. Mm-hmm. Shout out to Wild mm-hmm. Kratz. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I was also watching uh, Breaking Bad at the time. Which, um, uh, where are we going with if, this? If you're <laughs> familiar with this, there's a character on there who I believe his name was Tortuga, but he was he was like a, a drug lord. Okay. So I have this dream that Tortuga, the drug lord, has come and is attacking us and kills an actual Tortuga, a tortoise. And so then I wake up and Tortuga, the fish, is floating on top of the water Whoa. because I know, right? crazy um we're connected me and my pets apparently <laughs> uh, you better pray she doesn't have any dreams about chicken right right so uh my daughter had overfed it okay so but we managed to do the whole switcheroo mm. and swap out a new yeah so to us it was tortuga dose but my daughter who is now almost 10 has no idea right uh, Long live Tortuga. <laughs> <laughs> so um, z- since then, Tortuga dose also has passed, and we got a new one. Yeah. Dragon. But anyways, all of that to say, we have done the whole pet swapping thing. Mm-hmm. We're, we're just a pet family. Yeah. And well, I could obviously talk a lot about it. That's so. good. Maybe, maybe we will. Yeah, that's okay. We only have the one cat, and mm-hmm. as you referenced, it was an accidental uh pyramid of us. <laughs> so our neighbors had like outdoor barn cats, literally born in a barn. They had outdoor cats, Poncho and Lefty, <laughs> for years and years and years. Mm-hmm. And then 
Um, sadly, both of those cats passed away. And they weren't feral, but they were close, you mm-hmm. know. And this probably happened, I don't know, five or six years ago. And we had no idea. I mean, it had been several months later. We had no idea. They went to the animal shelter and got another cat. And no one had told us about that. You know, it's no, they shouldn't inform us. Yeah. <laughs> well, I remember I'd been at this meeting, um, like, in the evening, and I came home. It was like 10 o'clock at night. I was on the phone um, talking with someone, and I sat on the deck and waited to go in so I wouldn't wake anybody up. And I keep hearing this meowing. I cannot figure out where it's coming from. I don't have a cat. I couldn't find it. Okay. Well, then, like, a few days later, it's raining, and I open the door, because, mm-hmm. and I hear this cat again. So I'm like, what is going on? And I realize that the cat is under my deck. And our decking on the side, it goes all the way down to the ground, right? So it's not oh. open underneath. It's, like, it on all three sides, it goes to the ground. And I thought, oh, Lord, it's, you know, stuck mm-hmm. under there. We had salmon for dinner that night. So I took, like, some leftover pieces and then was eventually able— I could get her out, and then I was fine. And so I took pictures of her. She would come to me. I could pet her, but she was really emaciated. Mm. Long story short, I posted in the neighborhood things, and my neighbor texted me. She was like, uh, I think that's our cat. I'm like, what? <laughs> so the cat only stayed around in their yard, she said, for like two or three days. Mm. And they had like a drinks refrigerator on their back porch, and it would never come out from under there, right? And so they thought the cat just had run off because it was scared out of its mind. Well, it did run off. It ran under our deck. <laughs> so, like, I started feeding it and that kind of stuff. And, you know, they came to get her and took her back next door. And it took her less than five seconds to run as fast as she could. So we tried this on three different occasions to get her to go back to their yard. And she would not. Like, she lives here. This is her family. Mm-hmm. I am her person. Like, to this day... I think it was because I fed her and petted her kind of in, you know, that point. That is when she decided. So she's been our cat now for five years, and she's <laughs> she's indoor-outdoor. And, and I know, like, I didn't realize this, but people have really strong opinions about this. Mm-hmm. Like, there are people who are really against outdoor cats. Yes. Or outdoor anything. Anything, yeah. yeah. I don't know about other pets because I only have a cat. Yeah. But... My, like, she was a year old when when we got her, and she is the true definition of a scaredy cat. Mm -hmm. Like, she just is. And I think it's because she went through a lot of drama early on. (laughs) But she comes in in the morning, and sometimes she might stay in for a couple of hours Mm -hmm. and then go out, or she may stay in 20 minutes, eat and leave. And then in the evening she comes in, and she'll stay, like, usually longer, five or six hours, and then she goes out. But I am not lying to you. Like, she lets me know when she wants to go out. <laughs> and I'm like, she would—we kept her inside yeah. for, like, three or four days when we had that horrible freeze. Mm-hmm. And we all about went crazy mm-hmm. because of her. And I'm like, look, she's not going to be happy indoors. She's never going to adjust to that. No. Like, 
She can be in when she wants to be in. She scratches on the door. I let her in. She meows and scratches on the door when she wants out. I let her out. We don't even have a litter box in our house. And it has been like probably four years since she had an accident. Like at first it took her a little bit to learn. And we even got a litter box. But she will go scratch the door and meow and let me know when she needs to go to the bathroom outside. Isn't that crazy? That's my dream. I did not train her to do like she just like does it. And when she was inside for this four or five days, because we do have one, but we put it in the garage. So I brought it in and she used it like, I mean, there was absolutely zero training. That's so crazy. It is crazy. And this is why cats are superior to dogs. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to entirely disagree with that. I know, I know, I know. (laughs) Yes, but... Yeah, that's awesome. I wish that we could train my cat to go outside, but I think he literally never in his life, aside from two car trips, the one from where we got him to our home and one accidental car trip in which he rode in our engine of our minivan to a coffee shop. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, he's really never been outside. the house, yeah. Like, he just... Everything has been just the upstairs, really, and he'll come down, like I said. But if I could not have a litter box, I would like cats a lot more. Yeah, the litter box is kind of rough. Yeah, Yeah, it is. Yeah. It's like the it's like a continual goal to find like a different situation or a better litter or something yes. that makes it less messy. Yes. Because they get it everywhere. Mm-hmm. It's just it's not contained in that yeah. box. Yeah. And it's not I mean it's not a it's not a smell you want just no, it's gross. hanging around. Yeah. And yeah. that yeah, that's why we put the litter box up. And then when she was inside for those few days, I just put literally like circular paper, you know, like newspaper. We don't get the newspaper, but like the Kroger mm-hmm. flyers and all that stuff in the floor and paper bags and put it yeah. in the middle of it and just like we didn't clean yeah. it up till we let her go out yeah. when it was over and then I just like detoxed everything. Yeah. Okay, so what would you say? I think we're going to hear from some other women who are going to give us their opinions on why they don't have pets or why they do have pets. So here's your pitch. Your pitch to me, your pitch to the women out there. Like, and let's think about it. We, you talked about how it's like therapeutic for you, but why would you say that having pets is beneficial for your kids? Like, Mm. sell me Mm -hmm. on this notion. Yeah. I mean, I think we've already kind of written off the whole responsibility thing, right? Mm -hmm. Like, you're going to end up taking care of the pet, and that's just how it is. But I love seeing the way that pets have grown empathy and compassion in my kids. I remember going to a feed store recently where they had um, chicks. Mm -hmm. You know, they have the little bucket or whatever and you can pick out some chicks so uh my kids and then there were a couple other families there that had uh kids around the same age and I remember my daughters being so gentle and so careful um with these little chicks while the other kids were just poking at them and laughing because they would run around the pen and going to be scared and whatever and I remember just being so proud that they were so gentle and Mm -hmm. so careful and even you know even at young ages they understood like how to care for something that was smaller and weaker Mm -hmm. than them yeah and 
I really enjoy seeing, this sounds so silly, but the the relationship between my children and these pets, because it's not just me, you know, I may be borderline animal hoarder, (laughs) but, you know, but seeing the way that my kids care for them and interact with them and, and it's, I I am just intrigued by nature and by by creatures and the way that humans interact with the earth and with animals and things right. like that. I'm super intrigued by that. So I love seeing that each of my kids may have a different relationship with the same dog, you know, mm-hmm. where one of them, it's like that is her best friend and they play and they wrestle and they whatever, where... The other one, it's like the dog knows that you just sit next to that one and you, you know, you're just calm. And and so I think specifically for my kids, it has grown a, a kindness in them yeah. that I want them to be able to walk out in their daily life. Mm-hmm. And I think that having pets is humbling in a lot of ways. Uh, because I hope that they will never walk into somebody else's house and have judgment on anything about their home. But when you live in a house that has dog hair and you leave the house wearing dog hair and, you know, you may have to pick up poop at some point, you know, I think that there are are good lessons in humility to be learned Mm -hmm. from having animals around. And... And they're just fun. I think they just bring mm-hmm. an element of joy to our family that, to me, is worth the extra work yeah. that goes into keeping them. I'll totally agree with you, even with mm-hmm. Ginger. We all love her. We all fret over her. We all sort of, like, if she's in a playful mood, we kind of fight with, like, who gets— It makes me think of, like, when you have a baby. Yes. Brian and I used to, like, <laughs> run or fight who could go pick the kid up after mm-hmm. she woke up from her nap because you want that sweet, that sweet, yes. fresh-awake baby. <laughs> So, yeah, I mean, I could say all those things are true for my kids, too. And I think in some ways, even though I am the one who knows if Ginger ate this morning or not and who, you know, like, and all, I keep all that stuff in my head. My kids are learning some responsibility mm-hmm. in that, even that because they do help me feed her, even if it's just I've said, hey, go feed Ginger or whatever. But just the act of even me living out those chores that I'm doing to take care of her every day or putting her flea medicine on her. Mm-hmm. Or she may not use a restroom in her house, but she sure does throw up sometimes. Mm-hmm. You know, she has hairballs and cats oh, are that way. Cats. Yes. <laughs> so that is teaching. They're seeing what it takes to yeah. care for another living being. And they're not only there for our enjoyment or what we, you know, kind of want out of them. Yeah. And it, I mean, I think for me personally, it's a low risk outlet for my nurturing mm-hmm. needs, you That's know, good, yeah. whereas I am in no way prepared or have any desire to, <laughs> I already know where this is you going. know, pop out several you, more kids. You, you, you're not signing up for another kid, but you yes. will take some chickens. Yes, because... Okay. Uh, you know, the commitment is far less, but it does kind of itch that scratch a little bit. Scratch mm-hmm. that itch. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> One of those Strike things. That. Yes. Yeah. So, you know, it, it does kind of meet that need. And it maybe is slightly more responsible than just having more children at this point <laughs> in my life. Yeah. So, yeah. Okay. 
Well, let's see what some other moms have to say on this uh, pet situation. (laughs) My stance on family pets is that you should have no more pets than you have children. Um, I think pets are great for everybody, um, teaching empathy for kids, but it has to work within the family environment. And for us and our family, that means only two animals and they need to not leave their hair all over the house. I think the question about animals has a lot to do with knowing yourself. I think it's really important that we know ourselves know our weaknesses, know our strengths. If you're already maxed out and you can't handle any more noise, any more touch, any more financial burden, any more something to think about, then I would say wait on a pet. If it's going to add stress to you, if you're already giving all you have, I would wait. I had a friend that once said, we will not get a dog to all of our children out of diapers because at that point we're saving money on diapers. Also, everyone's a little more independent. I thought that was really wise. Everyone can help a little bit more. You know, having animals costs financially, but also even just hearing my dog's nails on the floor sometimes is a lot for me. Knowing that we want to go have freedom on the weekend, but we have to think about, well, who's going to let the dogs out? Or is the cat going to get in all my plants if we're gone too long? So it just adds to your mental load. And so I would just question where I am Financially, can I handle the extra burden? Mentally, can I handle it? Physically, can I handle the extra work and what it's going to mean? And the truth is, the average child isn't going to love that animal that much for the life of the animal. For most kids, it's just the truth. And I know you see pictures of kids, it's so beautiful. But I haven't found that to be the case. As parents, we were hopeful that our family pets would help our children develop a sense of responsibility in caring for the animals, which has happened to a certain extent. Although I think it's mostly through observance in watching what it takes to care for an animal, as they are still a bit young to reliably care for the animal by themselves. However, one of the benefits that I was not expecting, but that I value greatly, is that our dog specifically is a great source of comfort and encouragement to our kids when they are experiencing big feelings and emotions that's hard for them to express fully. So watching our kids cuddle with a dog when they're upset, um, it's just heartwarming because there's, there's nothing like the unconditional cuddle from a dog. As always, visit fwmoms.com to see the notes from this show, including links to products and content mentioned in this episode. And one more time, just in case you missed it, fwmoms.com. Fort Worth Moms.